0: a little bit about discerning the times and discerning the spirits that are operating in this time and you know we know That we're going after God, right? We know that we're going after the Word. And over the last couple of weeks, we have talked about what the Word does. When we declare the Word, it activates heaven on our behalf. The Word says that angels go to fulfill the Word of God. It goes to when the Word is released to fulfill that. So there's this whole understanding that we have that it is the Word of God that breaks every stronghold. It is the word of God released over a situation that will give us the uh, strategy that we need, the discernment that we need. So knowing God helps us to recognize what is not God. Right? Because if it doesn't look like who God is, if it doesn't line up with what the word says who God is, then we know that it's not God. And if 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 it's not God, then it's of the enemy. There is no, uh, there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. In fact, it's interesting that Be shared this. I was playing tennis with somebody the other day, and she was telling me how her husband went to a psychic. I was like, really? You know, for me, that was like... That would have never entered my mind. But, you know, her husband is looking for the answer that only God can give him. But because they don't know God, they don't know how to cultivate an answer that is pure and that's holy and that's for them, that will draw them, that will design them. And, um, you know, we have got to encourage those around us in whatever format we can, we can, whatever uh, uh, direction God gives us, like inviting them to prophetic night because they're looking for medians. Well, let's let them meet the true whole pure God. That's going to give them the de- the desires of their heart, unearth the gold that he's put within them uh, so that they can encounter what is real and true and pure and holy. I'm telling you, this is so exciting. I can't wait. You better be here and point them out to us because we'll, 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 uh, <laughs> we'll warm up our hands and uh, know that God's going to do it. Well, yesterday morning as I was preparing for today, I, I always prepare throughout the week, but I didn't really have anything to prepare. So I'm like, okay. So yesterday morning I'm praying. I'm spending some time with God. I'm working on worship, that type of thing. And I said, so God, what do you want to do? I see a vision of a name written. It's Hazel. And I'm like, I know it's a biblical name, something out of the Bible, but I just could not connect it. So of course I went into the scripture and put in the name and looked it up. And uh, he is a King of Syria and we're going to, we will touch on him, but our, we are not going to spend a lot of time on him. What God was showing me was, Um, identifying the spirits that are operating in this season and and his name and his story help bring forth what God was showing me. But it's so funny because as I was saying earlier, God has been speaking to me differently. You know, I'm used to a certain pattern, a certain rhythm with God. And um, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, uh, one Saturday night, I went to bed and I was like, God, I actually have nothing to share. I mean, I can read the Bible. The word is anointed on itself. So you don't have to have a message. You can just stand here and read the word. The word carries the presence and the power. But then he gave me a dream about what to preach on. And I don't know if you guys remember about the Oral Roberts anointing and the healing that's being released in this season. Well, yesterday morning, I'm just chit-chatting away, you know, and he gives me this vision of this name. And he didn't say, oh, this is what I mean by all of it. It was like, there was the hint. Now look it up and I'll unfold the rest. So we, we are learning some uh, diversification in our communication with God. He wants us to dig. He wants us to go after those breaths that he breathes across us so we can know that uh, he's doing something. I, I mean, I've had all kinds of just interesting things that happen. Um, anyhow, we won't go there. We won't go there. So the three demonic power spirits that are operating In this land, across the world, really, is emotional manipulation, control, which is enforced by strong arming. It's forceful. Uh, It's power control and deception. Those are the three things. And there's others that go with it. But right now, those are the three we're going to talk about. Emotional manipulation, control, and deception. And I don't know, have any of you guys noticed that coming across you where, you know, you're feeling that emotional manipulation? You know, when we feel that emotional manipulation, it's like something inside of us is feeling compelled to do something that we know is not the right thing to do. But there's so much pressure on us that we feel like we need to do it, even though the peace of Jesus is not with it. It's bad now. That emotional manipulation is bad. I was watching TV the other day, and I won't go into who all was speaking, but uh, it was so demonic. It was the news. It was so demonic, the emotional manipulation that was being released. And they're trying to twist your sense of doing things right and doing things honorable into some perverted compulsion to do something that does not align with what the word of God has taught us. And it is a battle of outside pressure and this onslaught of voices coming across the media, coming across the news of, of uh, almost a whirlwind of chaos trying to throw us off. When we know that we know that we know that that's not God. But there's pressure to try to get us to conform. And it is a battlefield for our mind and our emotion. So. Just makes me mad, to be honest. I'm, I'm telling you, it makes me so mad. I watched that the other day and I was like, I bind you up. And anybody who's watching it, they Because it just makes me so mad when it's so evident, but there's such deception layered on top of it that people can't see. And that's the reason like Deb was saying, we all need each other. We have got to be glued together so that when one is being drawn into something that doesn't align with what God has for them, we have that power to pray around them and to, to, uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Sometimes we have to extend our apostolic authority to break the stronghold that's coming against our people. We have to step in and say, no, God has anointed us. He has empowered us. He's given us the authority to stand in the gap for you. And it will not cross the fire line of God against you. Okay. We're going to go to 1 Kings 19. And I want to just set this up. All of us are pretty familiar with the story. Elisha has had an encounter with the gods of Baal, with the prophets of Baal, and he called down the fire of God, and God won. They were all killed, they're all dead now. And uh, whenever there is a great victory, it provokes a demonic outpouring. Whenever we step into a great victory, you know that it's going to bring the enemy's wrath out. And it may not be against us. It may not even be against our little hula hoop. But we will see this wrath begin to rise up. And even when you think about it, and I'm just going to say this, I'm sure this is politically incorrect. But Florida is... Florida is being attacked because of its stand. And, and we are a forerunner state. We are a state that is supposed to be like a fire, a match for the rest of the nation. And we're being attacked because we are being led by God to move our state forward. And we have had victory in that. And so there is a, a pressure against us to relent. So we'll just say that. We're going to leave that one there. We're going to go to Acts 19. I mean, no, we're not. We're going to 1 Kings 19. We may go there. That might have been prophetic. I don't know. Somebody look it up and tell me what it says. So it says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how, and also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do for me. And more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. So basically I put a hit out on you. And when he saw that, it's interesting. She declared it, but it says, and when he saw it, There is a, a death threat against him. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life, went to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servants there. So Elijah has had assignment of the enemy set against him. How many of you have had the enemy set at assignment against you? Yes, it, it happens. And there's times where we have breakthrough where that assignment is no longer Uh, valid in the spiritual realm. It will not uh, continue on. But Jezebel is that controlling strong arm that uses force to get what she wants. And I say she, but it is a spiritual realm. And that controlling spirit had set a death uh, charge against Elijah. And Elijah flees. He is discouraged. He is undone. He has had this incredible victory. But something in the spiritual realm completely dismantled him when he felt and he saw the threat of Jezebel against him. It's not a logical understanding, it's emotional. And all of a sudden, he begins to flee because he doesn't know what to do. And it's interesting, uh, Karen was saying, when we don't know what to do, we praise. We praise. So I like that word. But he he flees, discouragement is set in, his soul is captured by fear and wounded at this threat of the enemy. In verse 10, it says, uh, he says, He said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I am left. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. He begins to isolate, pull away, go within that discouragement hits, and of course, what does the enemy do? He wants us to feel like we are isolated, that we're the only one having a problem, that no one understands, nor do they care about all that we've done or all that we know that we're supposed to do. We're in a pit of hopelessness and discouragement, and so we pull back. And I, I've done it. I've, you know, I've seen it happen. We, we where that deception that we have been left alone and there is no one there and we are hopeless that's what the enemy is doing right now is releasing that deception that you're on your own that there's no one there to help you That there's no way out. As Elijah said, I I just give up. But we're not going to give up. We're volunteers in this Delta Army, right? We are volunteers in this Delta Army. So the Lord shows up and we know that. Where he wasn't in the earthquake, he he was in the small, still voice. The Lord shows up to him. And it's interesting because he doesn't engage with what Elijah's issue was. He doesn't say, oh, it's going to be okay. I've been here all along. Remember what I did with Baal? He doesn't do any of that. He's like, great. Here's your assignment. Get up. Let's go. Here's your assignment. So the Lord gives him an assignment. And we all have assignments that get watered down or distracted sometimes just because of the pressure that's coming against us. So here's his assignment. It says, uh, verse 15 in, in chapter 19, it says, then the Lord said to him, go return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazael." Now, here's the first time this guy is mentioned. And that's actually why I started here. I'm like, okay, so here's him uh, over Syria and then anoint Jehu over Israel and then go get Elisha. So let's get our team lined up. Well, what's interesting is Elisha, Elijah did not do that. He did not go anoint Jehu. He did not go anoint Haziel. He didn't do either one of them. He only went and found Elisha. And it's interesting because disobedience of what the Lord has called you to do brings in a whole level of destruction by the enemy. When you don't do what God calls you to do, then there's a whole open door for the enemy to move because you haven't followed what God said. And as we look through this, and I'm not going to read all of it just because of time, but um, Haziel actually was not even anointed king. His king was dying, and he ran into Elisha and asked Elisha, is he going to live? And Elisha told him, yes, he'll live. But Elisha said, just wait till you see what you will do to the people of Israel. You will destroy them. He wasn't even king. So he goes back to his king and he smothers him. He says, oh, you will live. And then in the night he kills him. So he becomes king. And he was a terrible king. Would things have looked different had Elijah followed the steps of God? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But it's interesting when we don't follow the steps of God that he's put before us. Things are left open and things are left hanging because God has given us an assignment to follow. And when we don't do what he says, like Ahab and Jezebel could continue to operate because they weren't taken out till much later. So as long as the uh, authorities over the evil movement is there and not removed then the evil continues to perpetuate. And I just want to talk about one, other, two other little things I want to talk about. Does this make sense? Because what we have to do is we have to be able to identify the demonic that's moving so we can release the power of God over it. Yes. I need a yes on that. <laughs> it's true. We do, we do have to do that. I'm trying to decide where we're going to go next. So, Elisha has gotten his assignment. He goes and finds Elisha. Elijah got his assignment. He goes and finds Elisha. And then we, we go through this a whole war with Ahab and the Syrians. And there's a whole war going on here. And it's interesting because Ahab does the same thing that King Saul does. Remember when King Saul did not kill King Agag? He allowed him to live and Solomon had to come step in. Well, Ahab does the same thing. Ben... Uh, hey dad was attacking the lord told ahab i will give you victory but he was supposed to kill him and he didn't and so then he ends up uh there ends up being you know other things that occur that are evil toward israel because he let him live and it's interesting in all of these things and i guess this is kind of the bottom line for us guys in all of these things We've got to grab a hold of the word that God has spoken over us. We have to grab a hold of the word that is written down for us and follow it to a T. And gather with other people who are hungry to be obedient to the word of God. And I want to read verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 28 for a minute, too, because there's a couple of other points out of this I on me. So here's this whole war that's go on. Um, uh, Ahab has decided to let Ben Hadad live. And it says, verse 28 says, then a man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel, which is Ahab. And said, thus says the Lord, because the Syrians have said the Lord is the God of the hills, but he is not the God of the valley. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ahab wins the war. And it's not because Ahab is a great king. In fact, he's a very evil king. But it's because God has a covenant with his people. And he is honoring the covenant that he has with his people, not the king who is evil and in place. And Ahab is eventually taken care of in this process. But, but God has this ability. No, we have to learn the ability that God has given us to discern the timing of the things that are occurring And if we were, did you ever see that uh, movie with Jim Carrey called, uh, I think it was Yes, God. Was that the name of it? Where Yes, Man? Anyhow, where he decided, God decided to give Jim Carrey the ability to say yes to all the prayers. Bruce Almighty. Okay. So, so everything that came across, he was just like, yes, 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 So everything was yes. And then the chaos that occurred because he said yes to everything, because it was out of the timing, out of the will, out of whatever of God, that's what we want to do. We want to say yes to everything. And we want to pull down strongholds and demonic forces that are in place right now that, do not have the timing of God to be pulled down. And that that may not make sense because we understand right now that there is evil flourishing in our nation across the world, right? And we have to understand our authority within that evil. And we have to understand the timing of God in how to respond to that evil. Sometimes when we're doing uh, healing prayer and, and inner healing with people, sometimes there is a demonic presence there that, yes, it would leave if we commanded it out. But because of some of the wounding within the person It wasn't the timing to remove it there. The wounding needed to be healed before it could actually be removed. Because if the wounding is there, then the demonic has something to feed on. It has a place to live. It lives in the garbage that's within our soul. And if we don't get rid of the garbage, We can't remove the demonic until we do. Now, there are times where it's just kind of hanging loose and we can just command it to go and it goes. So we have to understand there is garbage that the demonic, the controlling spirits, the manipulating spirits and the deceiving spirits are feeding on. And in this bigger picture of the United States or Florida or the world, uh, which understand that our authority does not cross over into other nations unless God has given us that specific authority over that nation. Just FYI. Um, so we have to understand the timing of God as he begins to rid the garbage out. So the demonic doesn't have a place to feed. And how do we do that? We do it by pressing in on the word. We do it by being together and corporately understanding what God is doing. Uh, knowing when to bind something, when to loose something, when to command something to go. And knowing the, the timing and the steps of this, like Ahab, he continued to be a terrible king over Israel over God's covenant people and he uh, overplayed his hand as you would say when he tried to take uh, take the vineyard that wasn't his. And when he did that was it. The Lord sent the prophet with the word that says, The dog is going to be licking your blood. That that was it. So so there are times where we have to understand the timing of God. And the only way we can understand that is by understand, number one, what is operating? And number two, what is God doing? Because there's always demonic operating. But God is always at work. And looking for the signs that God is giving us in order to see what he is doing to offset, to destroy, to dismantle what the demonic is doing. And that really takes some prayer. It takes discernment. It takes a family coming together and praying through those things like we do on our 630 a.m. calls. I mean, it takes a body. And, you know, one of the things that and and it takes we have to listen to what the prophets are saying. And the prophets are not perfect. But when we begin to string together the pieces of the puzzles that are being released In what they're saying, because even this morning, we did not plan on what we were saying, but what we were saying all fit together. So if we begin to piece together, take the pieces of the puzzle and start putting them together and we pray into them and we declare them and we ask God to help us to interpret the timing of what's been released. Because when I first started moving the prophetic, I thought everything I got was for today. It just took me a little bit to realize that what I get today may not be for five years or 10 years or 15 years from now. And it's keeping those prophetic pieces out there and praying and declaring over them so that we're able to see the activation of those manifesting in the season that we're in. And I believe one of the, uh, you know, one of the the big prophetic, and I, I didn't write it down, so I don't have it in front of me. But one of the big prophetic things we're going to see is the overturning of evil this year. The year 2022 will be an overturn of evil, and I think that's part of that ambush, ambushment word that we will see the turning over of evil like we've never seen before, yeah. and and really the glory of God being displayed in ways that will blow our mind. You know, we think we've got all. you know, we've got all figured out. We've experienced so many things and God's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. What I have for you is it's going to take your breath away. It's going to, I was telling you guys a couple of weeks ago that all the thing, all of a sudden things started moving in my house and I knew it was angelic. I knew it wasn't demonic. I knew it was angelic, but God is like, look and see watch. I got out, I got out of bed the other morning. I walked out and our fan light and fan was going in our living room. We never turn those on because I don't like the fan. I don't want, it bugs me. But, um, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, God, things are moving. Things are illuminated. Things are moving right now. Things are illuminating. We're seeing the underbelly of the demonic that we haven't seen. We've only seen surface, but we're seeing the underbelly. God is moving us where we're able to see, discern, and know how to pray into what is happening and agree with him for the timing of the dismantling of the demonic forces that have been set up. And actually, the demonic that is happening right now took us by surprise. We were kind of on easy street, enjoying life, you know, skipping through life. I think it's fun. And then all of a sudden, bam, we are hit with this demonic force. We're hit with this COVID thing. We're hit with, you know, it's the, it was the year of the, of the mouth. And our mouths were closed. They were masked. I mean, we just had so much demonic forces coming, and it surprised us. And we kept thinking, I'm sure in a week or two, this is going to be done. In a month or two, maybe three months, by the summer. I mean, you know, we, but it wasn't because there's a war. And like we've been doing, we've been coating the state of Florida with the bloodline of Jesus and commanding COVID to die because we're at war with the, with the demonic forces and God will replenish everything that has been stolen from this in Jesus name. Okay, that's all I'm going to talk about. I do want to read a word from Chris Reed. He is with Morningstar. He will eventually succeed uh, Rick Joyner. And he is a, a phenomenal, accurate, different type of prophet. If you haven't heard him, just go on, uh, what do you call that thing? YouTube, yeah. that thing. And he has had some pretty powerful words. I've watched him a few times. But this is his word for us, for uh, the kingdom people. It says, things are changing. Kingdoms of the world are becoming the kingdoms of God. So that is a declaration for us and his, and his Christ evil side is not going to win. It doesn't matter who's in office. God has raised up people that know the times and seasons the sons of Issachar, and know how to pray by the Feast of Trumpets. We are going to see something significant happen into October. The Lord highlighted the middle of September. The Lord is going to act. Don't stop standing for the truth. He who began a good work. God is not done with America. God founded this nation, took us years to get it right, but this is, Land was dedicated to him and cannot be lost to the devil. Because what God has started in America, he has to finish. Something dedicated to the work of God cannot be used for something else. Ultimately, God will finish his purpose. Um, Ultimately, God will finish. His purpose is not over. Things are changing and they will continue to change. Difficult days to come, but there is a strengthening church and we will be victorious. So I want us to remember that God is using his church. He's using his people. And one of the words that actually has come out of the church, and it's not, it's not a, I'm going to, let's see if I can say this. It's not a word of God. It's a word of, um, I don't know what the right thing is, but I'm just going to say, people are saying, uh, there is a move within the body of Christ that's saying the church is no longer needed to gather, that the church has left the building, that the church is going out. And that is true. The church is going out. But the church needs to gather in order to build each other up, in order to practice in, in, in our gifts and our, our anointings and our, our mantles. We need each other. It says, do not forsake gathering together. We do not forsake. So we, we have to listen to the prophetic word, but we have to discern it against the word of God. And the part of the plan is the enemy of the enemy is to make the church insignificant, even in our own eyes. Just like when the 10 spies went over, they said we are like grasshoppers to them. When actually the opposite... The enemy saw the people of God like giants, not, not, not like grasshoppers. So we have to understand there is a deception coming against the church that we can't make a difference, that we are ineffective, that we are no longer relevant, that God has done. And that is not true. We are relevant. We are effective. We are needed. God put us here to actually change the time and the season in order for his kingdom to move forward. So we, anytime you feel like you are being dismissed, discounted, even um, um, discouraged And I'm not talking about the outside world. I'm talking about other believers. Then you need to draw the line. And remember who you are and remember where you stand. And remember what the word says. It is the people of God that will transform the earth with the power of the Holy Spirit and nothing else. And God will use who he's going to use to bring this season into pass and that's you. So don't let anyone discourage you or make you feel like God is not going to use you in a significant way because he needs you. He needs all of us. Amen. 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 Well, let's pray and then we're going to maybe go have some lunch. If You guys will stand. Let's stand. I like to stand at the end. Father, I just thank you that uh, even in this, these uh, words from Elijah, that that his heart uh, just was worn out. Lord, we just release the refreshing life of the Holy Spirit throughout this place, throughout your body, Lord, even the ones who are home and they're discouraged and they're like, why, why am I even doing this? God, we just cancel the assignment of, of deception against them. And we release life and just resurrected life that whatever hopelessness they've met, Lord, we just draw them into hope, uh, the hope of you. Our hope is in you, Jesus. And Father, we're just declaring now that our eyes are open to see the assignment of the enemy, that our eyes will be able to uh, not only identify manipulation and control and discouragement, but uh, as it was released today, that we will have a strategy to combat, to tear down, to destroy those that are coming against us. And Lord, that you will also give us that a heightened sense of your movement in our lives and that when we need to go and dig, when you've just breathed just a a speckle over us, that we'll go dig and seek out your word. And Lord, that you will give us the ability to know when do we go against something? When do we praise? And when do we wait for your ambushment against the demonic. So, Lord, we are all in. We are an army of volunteers. We have that Delta training, and and even, as Deb shared, even getting shot in the leg, we're going to cross the line. So, we just stand together as one, and we say, uh, greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.